Well, babe, we did it. We wrote a book. Yeah, man, it's it's actually surreal to even think about uh, that we wrote a book, had a baby, got married, not necessarily in that order. <laughs> <laughs> but the book is now available yeah. for pre-order and we're so excited to share it with you. Oh, so looking forward to getting this book into your hands, to be in dialogue and conversation with all of you as we continue to liberate love from old imprints and codependent dynamics that keep us small, stuck, and stagnant. Yeah, you know, no matter your relationship status, this book walks you through what shaped you, why do you do what you do in relationship. It dives deep into your relationship blueprint, attachment styles, and most importantly, which is different than every other book that's ever covered codependency in the past, we explore the role of the nervous system in that. And the book is called Liberated Love. Yeah. Release your codependent patterns and create the love you desire. Go to createthelove.com slash liberated love to order your copy now. That's createthelove.com slash liberated love and get that pre-order in and you'll be able to get a free download of a meditation we created and a workbook that goes along with it. Much love and appreciation for your support. Much love. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. How arrogant of you to believe your gifts are for you. Every day you don't step towards what you're being called towards. Someone doesn't get what you're being asked to give. How dare you not say yes? Hi, my name is Mark Groves and I'm obsessed with understanding human behavior and why we do what we do. In this podcast, I interview the world's most brilliant minds and hearts where I get to explore alongside you every subject you can imagine relating to our human experience and how we relate. It is my deepest intention that we all learn how to create the life and love that we've always dreamt of. Now, before we get rolling, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And one ask that I have, and an amazing way that you can help support the podcast is by wherever you listen to it, giving it a five-star review and a written review. With all that said, let's dive in and transform our lives. Hello, and welcome to the Mark Rose Podcast. Today, I'm coming at you live from a hotel room. You know, I felt called, compelled to have a conversation with you about some of the things that I've been navigating and also just been learning from consuming new books, from consuming new teachers. And I'm currently speaking at, not in this moment, but I'm speaking at a conference called the Monetize Your Mind Conference, which is by an incredible marketer, brander, leader named Sarah Swain. And I'm at the Kananaskis Lodge, which is one of the most beautiful places in the world. It's in the Rocky Mountains. And... You know, I often am processing something and then I share from the place of processing. You know, I'm navigating a space and then I just sort of read to you the chapter that I've been navigating. I don't think it's any surprise to people that, you know, I've been navigating this split of like, what conversations do I want to have? The podcast is a place I feel safe to have every conversation. And I think, you know, if I was to, I was talking to someone the other day about, hey, like when you look back at the work that you've done, why would you say that you've had success and I said, consistency. I've shown up every day. It was like the first eight years of writing and creating on Create the Love, but also uh, when I used to write a blog, now you know more newsletters or substacks. But I showed up every day, sometimes posting 
twice or three times a day for eight years. I didn't take a month off till I think it was October of 2021. And I took 30 days off mostly because I kind of hit the edge of my psych. I didn't kind of, I hit the edge of my psychology. There was a lot of stuff going on in the world. And I think my psyche, my soul, my nervous system just couldn't hold all the tension that was going on and be in the public sphere as much. I sort of resigned to myself. I needed to recalibrate, figure out what is bringing me alive. And that has been a journey. You know, I found myself having a similar conversation of October 2021 that I did you know, about a year ago of like, I feel split. There's things that I want to talk about uh, on social media that, you know, I've been navigating the very high amount of tension that exists in the public sphere of talking about very important subjects that are necessary to be discussed. Because if we are not talking about them, we are participating in the erasure of dialogue. And, you know, when I look at what I want to create in the world, there's a new layer that gets exposed or understood when you have a, when you have a child. And, and I don't want to say if you don't have a child, you don't understand it. Of course you do. You might have nieces, nephews. You might just have a deep care for children and care for them. You might be a teacher. But you start to see this new layer of evolution, the generation below you. And you think of, like, what world do I want to leave for them? What do I want to have stood for when my son, you know, is able to watch the history of who I am, that they're like, oh, wow, there was times when he was in tension. There was times when he was uncertain. There was times when he was wrong. And there were times, no matter what, where he kept going, where he kept standing in the integrity of what I see to be true. And I hope that to be passed forward through the work that I've done and through the conversations that I have, that you know, the legacy one leaves is one of integrity. And look, it's not popular to have opinions that are not the ones being celebrated, to actually stand in the face of a thousand, a million, a billion, five billion voices that say, hey, you're not actually doing what we all want you to do. And so, look, you know, there's many people throughout history who have stood in that space and are proven right when looking back. And I think what's fascinating about this journey is this negotiation of thought of like, man, I always consider myself a critical thinker. Am I really getting this wrong? And I think once one goes down the rabbit hole of the process that has occurred, one begins to feel a large amount of dissonance because the world I once really trusted, the institutions I once trusted, I don't trust anymore. And you know, I'm a firm believer that we get brought alive by the things that pain us, that we, you know, the things, the emotional experiences we have that are painful really inform where we want to grow, where the edges are. And one thing that I've looked back on the last three years and been like, wow, where has been my greatest area of growth? It has been in the ability to hold different views, the ability to sit with or have someone who really dislikes what I'm saying and be like, wow, I love that thought that you're having. And you know, I look back at since I started writing and I kind of go, oh, wow. Like, of course, I'm not proud of everything I've written or everything I've said, but never in history has there been a documented experience of someone's growth, right? Like if you post on social media, there is a documented experience of your perception changes, your ideological changes, uh, or ideally changes. Maybe one has what is actually evidence is the rigidity or the inability or uh, getting more rooted or locked into a thought or a process. 
as opposed to becoming more open and more growth oriented and more um, open to the information that is inviting one's change. And so I really thought like, wow, some of the stuff that I wrote early on wasn't taking into account all the information I now have, all the information that has come from living and from experience. And I say all of that because the social imprint I want to leave, or and which you might not agree with, I think what's interesting is this idea that one can create change and transformation or one can have conversations and not upset anybody. It's impossible. It's impossible that you, if you are being truthful and honest and authentic, you will not disrupt anybody. And you have to be willing to get it wrong. You have to be willing to get it wrong. And in the way that I approach things was sometimes inflammatory and sometimes divisive because I was angry and I'm responsible for what I did with that anger. I'm responsible if I made you upset at the way that I delivered something, but I will not put feelings over facts. That's one thing I won't. And I also will not sell out my own growth and my own soul in order to get applause. You know, this avenue that I think we're all new to, that the soma, the body, the nervous system is not familiar with, is putting out a thought and it get it has the potential to go viral. It has the potential to receive millions of people hating you, hating on you, or bot farms hating on you. Because let's be honest, that's what creates the inflammatory feeling and then people buy, jump on it. And we end up in these echo chambers of thought and also confirmation of our own thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. And, you know, I follow some people on Twitter that I honestly cannot stand, but I follow them because sometimes I get information from them and I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. Like that provides me with a different perspective that I not I did not consider. You know, I think about how resistant I've been to the invitation on socials to unify, to like combine Create the Love, and it's Mark Groves. And if you're not familiar, Create the Love's where I teach more relational things. Sometimes I add seeds of thought on, uh, you know, what's going on in political, uh, things about the pandemic. And then on it's Mark Groves, it's more like exclusively, mostly those things, but also seeds of personal development and exposure. And, you know, here's the thing is like all my work, for me at least, is all about it always brings it back to you. So like, although my work initiated in and I developed, I would say a high level of knowledge in the space of relationship and I understand patterns, I can see patterns in people, I can help them navigate them. I can see where people are stuck, where they're not liberated. That has been a gift through the ability to be in the work myself, to see my own bullshit. And that's what I help people do is see the thing that they're stuck with and that how that shows in a larger scale where they are stuck in general. There are no pockets of evolution. There are no pockets of development. And what I mean by that is you could build an amazing business and you don't build an amazing relationship, I guarantee you're stuck. You could become super rich with money, but not super rich with love. There's still a limit. There's still more available. You can do this experience exploration of self, but it will also bring you back to your relationship to your body. You know, can you go to the island and burn the boat? Can you, if you say you want to skydive, can you jump off the plane? And I remember when I was working with a coach early on, you know, he said to me that, and I I don't know if you've ever heard me say this, but it was one of the most powerful things I've ever heard. He said to me, how arrogant of you to believe your gifts are for you. Every day you don't step towards what you're being called towards. Someone doesn't get what you're being asked to give. 
If you haven't heard me talk about Cozy Earth Sheets before, let me tell you I'm about to introduce you to the greatest sheets you will ever have touch your body. Anytime someone comes to our house and stays in our guest room, they always want to know what is the bed situation. What are the sheets that we have? Their sheets, their comforters, their duvets, everything is magic. Their bedding is naturally breathable. It's temperature regulating. It's so damn soft. It's ethically sourced viscose from bamboo. It's incredible. And the brand was featured on Oprah's favorite thing but before that it was featured on Mark's favorite things. Like I discovered this brand years ago before I ever even chatted with them about being a sponsor for the podcast. And because I love their product so much, I asked for an exclusive offer for you and you get 40% off site-wide. And now they have pajamas. They have like loungewear. So not only do you get to wrap yourself in the experience of the sheets as clothing, but you then get to get into the bed in that. So you're like double wrapped. And so all you got to do to save 40% off site-wide is use the code GROVES at checkout. So just my last name, G-R-O-V-E-S. So go to CozyEarth.com, C-O-Z-Y-E-A-R-T-H dot com and use the code Groves and you get 40% off all their products. And I was listening to Carolyn Mace's Anatomy of the Spirit. The Audible is a workshop, which I really love. The book itself, I love. And in it, she says like, when you don't listen, you're saying you know better than God. And listen, I'm not denominational, but I do believe in that, that when there is a call, it's like, how dare you? How dare you not say yes? How dare you say that you're going to decide your future when your future is being called to you, the carpet is being rolled out. And there is an interesting thing that I know to be true, but I don't always live it or trust it. And I come back to this leap every time. And that is that idea that you don't get to know the outcome before you take the leap. You don't get to know it's safe before you leap. You don't get to see what it's going to become. You know, the first time I wanted to write about relationship or spoke that out loud was to a friend who's like, what would you do if you could do anything? I was like, I would teach relationships. I'd tour the world talking about them. And, you know, I have an interesting recognition that sometimes the dream that's being called to you is not the dream you have now. And the skills that the pains, the struggles, the challenges that you have in your life, you don't see the serendipitous nature of what they're trying to build in you what they're trying to create in you. And, you know, I was listening to the book from Grant Cardone. It's called 10X. And in the book, he says, you have an ethical responsibility to be successful in your relationships, in your life, in in your business. And I was like, wow, when you put it at that level, you have an ethical responsibility to answer the call, to step towards your potential. Listen, not everybody wants an amazing relationship. Not everyone wants to step to the edges of everything that is possible for them. This message isn't for them. But you, you listening, you watching, this message is for you. How dare you not be everything you can be? How dare you not heal the things that need to be healed? How dare you show up to relationship knowing that you got more in the tank, that you got more. How dare you not step into your fullest potential for your health, for your fitness, for your nutrition? How dare you use things to avoid the pain of not tapping into your potential instead of listening to the pain of not tapping into your potential so you can use it to transform? That to me is this like profound opportunity to really sit with what you're being called towards and answer that. And I say that to you as I say it to me. That's why it's really interesting to look at the cultural 
circumstances today, which is to say, there's a recession. Don't spend money. There's a recession. You can't build a business. There's a recession. There's a recession. And so we start to buy into these narratives that cause our behaviors to shift, but they actually start to align with the cultural behavior, which is hold on tighter. But there's plenty of people who get rich during recessions. You know, what about all the people who are like, there's no good people out there. Have you tried installing Tinder? There's no one on it. That's good. Those are, don't buy into the bullshit narratives that other people want you to buy into so that you can take on the same limitations they live by. How dare you not come up with your own beliefs and adopt someone else's? And you might say, hey, well, you know what? When I was a kid, I was told this, and that's why I believe it. You're not a kid anymore. You're an adult. You're an adult. An adult says, I choose my life. I take responsibility for my life. And, you know, I've been thinking a lot about Here's another thing I want to take responsibility for, the martyr energy that I've had, victim-y energy. And while we can be victims of things, which is not minimizing the experience of it, to get trapped in the mindset and not use that as fuel for transformation, that's where we start to use our victimization to weaponize. We use it to have power. Carolyn Mays calls it woundology, that we lead with our wounds. We lead with our pain. And we start to discover that when we do that, not only do we find other people who do that, and then we get to create groups together. But we also actually elicit sympathy and empathy and actually activate the hook of codependency in others. And so while we present as powerless, we are actually using it to source power. We become an energy vampire. And I've done that. I've been that. I've done it on social media. What was me? Instead of like, yo, let's tap into this shit. Let's get real. So can you tap into that? Can you stop using excuses for not becoming? I was talking to someone the other day who's like, well, I want to do this and I want to do this and I don't know what it looks like. And I'm like, holy mirror for me. And it's like, you know, you know, you just don't trust and you don't get to see what the end product is. You only get to see where you start today. You don't get to see step five. And that's the problem is we don't want to actually step towards something because we can't see all of it. And we're like, well, if I step in that direction, that's a waste because if it's the wrong direction, now I got to start over. No, you go to the next step and that's now step two, step three, step four. The failures or rejections are just redirections. They're the things that inform where you're actually going. They're information that you gather that say, oh, adjust the sails, change course. They're the storms. They're the sunny days. Right, And we think that negative information or negative feedback or negative emotion is a sign that there's something wrong because we've been taught that. But that's actually such a beautiful and important, valuable piece of information for you to actually gather and say, I'm going to connect back to the way that the world is informing me. Everything that's occurring in your life right now is occurring because you're saying yes to it. You're creating it with someone else maybe, but you're actually now agreeing to continuing to participate in it. And you got to ask yourself, when are you going to stop? You know, am I going to continue to fuel division or am I going to continue to fuel possibility and bridges and conversations and stepping in to the murky space between us? The murky space that says, I'm not going to fucking stand for this. These conversations that are important, we're fucking having them. I don't know what it looks like, but I'm going to model my best with humility and possibility. And I'm going to get it wrong. And you might not like it. You might be like, yo, I don't want to follow you anymore. Awesome. That's great. What a beautiful example of discernment. And you know, I love when people announce that. Like, hey, I, I'm leaving them. I don't like what you're talking about now. I don't like what you're doing. I used to put so much power into that. I used to be like, well, I guess I'm not doing the right thing. 
I need to accommodate this person's desire for who they want me to be, what they want me to create. Think about how much we do that in relationships in life. But that's not listening to you. That's listening to someone else who says, I know who you are better than you. I'm going to use my rejection of you, my leaving of you. So if we haven't navigated the rejection abandonment wound, get ready. Entrepreneurship will bring it up. Get ready. Sharing how you actually feel will bring it up. You're worried you can't stand up for something because someone at a PTA meeting is going to call you a name? Let them call you a name. Because when you know yourself so well, when you step into your authenticity and you know that you deliver it with grace and kindness, right? Because a lot of people say, well, you can express truth, but a lot of people use that as an excuse to be unkind or they deliver it. This is just who I am. That's wounding. You know, that's not a way of delivering that actually invites a conversation back. And, you know, I remember Seth Godin said to me that only take the feedback of people that you value and value you. Don't put any value in feedback from people who do not have your best possibility and potential at heart. Well, that makes you think a lot about trolls on the internet because they certainly don't have that. And the people who say, I'm unfollowing you, I don't like, you know, must be nice to be able to say that or must be, this is what I think about you now. And if you put value in that, then you devalue your own guidance, your own self. It doesn't mean we can't receive feedback about how we could do things better. But when it comes with name calling, when it comes with the announcing of one's exit, if you need to announce your exit, you're one of the people who inboxes people and says I'm following or puts it on a comment, work on the part of yourself that needs people to know that you're leaving so you hope that they change or they chase you. To me, it's just an unresolved wound. Just like the wound that dances with it is the one that is afraid of being rejected or not loved. There is no powerful relationship that has been created from not telling the truth. There's no powerful culture, society, democracy, family. There is none. There is none. You cannot create epic relationships. You cannot create an epic life if you are not willing to draw a line in the sand that says, this is what I know to be true now. This is how I feel. I've been silencing myself in these ways. I've been putting a dimmer on my possibility, my potential, what I can create. Are you kidding me? No more will I do that. I trust the call. I trust the voice. This causes disruption. This is what I call positive disruption. Because you're transforming a system. You're transforming something. But transformation, does it feel good? Like, you go do a hit workout. You go run some hills. During it, are you like, this is fucking awesome? No, you're not. You're like, I'm a, this might be my last run. This is like, send notes. You do a story like, hey, get the coffin ready. No, because what is dying is the part of you that couldn't run hills. What is dying is the part of you that didn't say yes to that. We live in a culture that is currently so afraid of struggle, so afraid of tension, so afraid of discomfort. And so what we try to do is we try to censor the world so that we don't have to be with thoughts, feelings, and opinions we don't like. And look, yeah, there's a, the conversation of free speech is a tough one. But you know what they say? Like a sign that free speech exists is that someone you don't like can say something you don't like. That's not easy to be with, but I actually fully believe in that. There, it's not a gray because someone gets to decide what speech is okay and what speech is not. That's, and you know who usually decides that? The government. You know who usually decides that? 
the lobbyists who influence the media, who influence the bot farms, who influence, you know, the promotion of products and the lack of the ability to criticize them. I never thought we'd get to a place where we would forget so much that we have learned about history. But this is how organisms grow. This is how families grow. This is about, this is how things are, new worlds are created. We still have work to do. And the same comes out in our relationships. When all of a sudden we want to tell the truth, like the full truth, and stop hiding, the relationship has to orient around this new version of us. And I think of Abraham Hicks's words, be careful what you say you want because the universe will bring everything into your life that will prepare you to be with that. Think about that with business. Think about that with relationships. All your shit is going to come up so you can resolve it and step into your life so you can develop the skill set to get some boundaries, the skill set to express, the skill set to stand. And we all have to get to a place where we're like, no more, man. Like, why am I leaving that shit on the table? And listen, if we are stuck and the world happens to me, we cannot create. We are a siphon of abundance because if you think the world happens to you, then you don't believe you can happen to the world. Those things cannot exist at the same time. You have to either give up your power or know you're powerful. And we have to recognize what we have to give up to actually claim our power, right? Because it seems, it seems like a little bit of a mindfuck wait, I, I am powerless. How do I give up things to be powerless? You give up your power. You give up your ability to create. You give up possibility. You give up the ability to blame. Now you go, oh shit, I'm part of everything I create in my life. Yeah. And look, you might be like, well, I didn't create all these circumstances. Sure. But you do get to decide what you do with circumstances. Have you been showing up to that? I say all of that is just a powerful reflection for myself to say, I am in the trenches with you. And I am committed to becoming the best possible version of myself. I'm committed to exploring what I believe to be true at a time and it will, some of it's going to be wrong and some of it's going to be right. I'm going to do it with the intention of love, with the intention of understanding, with the, also the ferocity of, no, we're not going to stand for certain things. And I am not going to settle for a lesser version of myself. And you do the world a disservice by settling for a lesser version of you. The world needs you fully alive. It needs you fully in your power, fully in your potential. Your kids need it. Your relatives need it. Your mom, your dad, everybody. Your community needs it. It needs it now more than ever. And we think, well, how will starting a business and following that call, that has nothing to do, it has everything to do with it. How does me expressing something to my partner have anything to do with it? It has everything to do with it. Because when you do that, you actually change the energy of the systems. Because now, not just your relationship changes, or your relationship to your body, or your relationship to food. The choices you make about food change the way the food system works. The choices you make about your body change how you orient to the world and what people see you doing, what you model. It has such a dramatic impact on the people around you. When you start to speak up, it invites other people to speak up. How do you think we find each other? Because when someone expresses themselves, someone else recognizes the energy of that expression and says, me too, man. I've been waiting for someone to say that. I've been waiting for someone to put into words something I couldn't put into words. And that is a world I want to leave for my son. That is a world I want to leave for the people I love. That is the legacy I want to leave. And that's the legacy I want to create with you. <sighs> you know, I'll finish with one thought, which is in Grant Cardone's book, 
he has a chapter that in the Audible is called something different. I haven't read the actual book. I listen to books mainly. And in the chapter, he calls it, don't be a little bitch. And I think what's really interesting is, one, we have a lot of thoughts about the use of language, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes I need a powerful statement like that to shift my body, to shift my system, to shock it, to be like, yeah. Yeah, like, what are we doing laying down? What are we doing getting bulldozed? What are we doing just saying the world gets to decide who I am and what I'm capable of? There is only one you. And I remember reading the mathematics of like the chances that the sperm and the egg met and you are here today. It's like one in 44 and then many zeros, trillions, billion, I don't even know. But it's the smallest possible chance. And you think that you might not make a difference? You think you don't matter? I mean, although that is a statement that is made in cheddarball cheese in the personal growth world, there is so much truth to it. And we like to minimize it because then it gives us the excuse to not change and become everything. So leave nothing on the table. Leave nothing untapped. Leave nothing in the tank. I'm sure you've been waiting on something. Don't wait anymore. I need you in that space. Your family needs you in that space. The world needs you in that space. Change yourself, change the world. 